Since the time I was able to talk, I've been able to hold a conversation. Since my mouth opened, it has rarely shut, and along the course of growing up, it landed me into some situations that were less than desirable. Later in life, I would find myself speaking to hundreds around the country. And in between those two times came a plethora of experiences that I'm excited to share with you. This is my gift of gab. I just want you to be pumped about being alive and being yourself. Shake people if you have to. You always do what you've always done. You always get what you've always got. Time to change the pattern. Hello and welcome to another Gift of Gab podcast. I am your host, Gabe Bryan, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about my past weekend, or more specifically, Mother's Day. If you are a mother or you have a mother, you had a wonderful weekend and you were able to celebrate and get the honor that you deserve for being the mother that you are or that you were able to honor your mother for the gifts that she has given you and the sacrifices that she made. Um, to be completely honest with you, um, keeping it a hundred here, Mother's Day has been a source of pain for me for the past few years of my life. Now, I've mentioned um, in past episodes how I have struggled with mental health and I went down the slippery slope of depression and uh, that all started a couple of years ago, and this is kind of where the pain of Mother's Day for me started out. Now, what do I mean by the pain of Mother's Day? Now, my mother is still alive. She is she is going strong. She is <laughs> healthy. Um, so where does the pain come from? And I have to be completely honest with you. It's a bit of a selfishness um, type of pain. So let me start here. Uh, I haven't really been clear about what my mental illness is um, in past episodes or or whatnot, and the reason for that is because I am not 100% sure. Um, I'm still undergoing testing to figure out the diagnosis and figure out exactly what the issue is with me, um, but all, all signs are pointing to bipolar depression to be completely honest, and along with that comes severe mood swings, and those mood swings are extremely difficult to deal with, not just myself, but the people that are around me when they occur, uh, but I think I need to back up even a little bit further. So, when I was young, I uh, grew up in the church, and I uh, was an active member of my local church, T-Free Church, and I was part of meetings, and um, a lot of my viewpoints were validated in the ideas that I had for different things going on there, and that kind of, <laughs> I don't want to say it ruined me, um, but what I do want to say is that it kind of gave me this idea that um, the questions that I had or the things that I thought were valid 
which is a good thing. Until you start working in the workforce, like entry-level job positions, and you realize quite quickly that your opinion doesn't really matter at all. Um, and that's what caused a lot of stress for me, particularly when all of this started kicking off with my mental illness, because part of the issue, or part of what would send me into mood swings, is because I had questions about the way that we did things, not necessarily in a way that was condescending or um, anything like that, but really just the, like, why do we do what we do? I've always held the belief that if we act completely out of instinct, then we're no greater than animals. Um, and so one of the main differences between us and animals is that we have reasons for doing things, motives that might not necessarily be the most obvious. And so the question that I would ask a lot of times is, why do we do what we do? And it wasn't necessarily that the answers that I got were bad or that I disagreed with them. It was that my question as to why was completely written off as you don't really need to understand this. You just need to do what it is that we're asking you or telling you to do. Now, here's the thing. And maybe you're middle management somewhere and you're listening to this. And if that's the case, perhaps this isn't a coincidence that you're listening to this podcast right now. So listen up because I'm about to drop a truth bomb for you. When you do that to your employees and you refuse to answer simple questions as to why it is you do what you do, you invalidate them as a member of a team much bigger than themselves. Now, here's the thing about that is we as humans, even introverts, long for a sense of belonging or a sense of acceptance. And a lot of times where that comes from is being a part of something bigger than ourselves. Now, this can come in a lot of different forms. Um, for me, for a lot of the years of my life, that came from being a part of the church and being a part of the leadership there. And the um, influence that I had in the decision-making and whatnot of different creative aspects really validated who I was as a person and also gave me the validation of being a part of something bigger than myself. Now, if you're an adult who has spent any considerable amount of time outside of um, high school, you will know that it is increasingly difficult, it seems, as you get older, to make friends um, as an adult. And so part of that is a lot of the friends that we have are the people that we work with. And so these people, I've always been a fan of, um, I've always said that families are built, not born. Um, just because of the issues that I've had with my family throughout the years and realizing that a lot of the people that I thought were there for me weren't actually there for me, were just there because of some sort of bloodline obligation of sorts. And so the people that really meant a lot to me throughout the years have been the people that I work with. 
or worked with. Um, one of my favorite jobs that I've ever had was down at the Olive Garden in Pleasant Hills outside of Pittsburgh. And the people that I met during that time of my life, although we don't really stay in contact anymore, have meant the world to me um, and really helped to get me through that portion of my life because I was so far away from anybody that was a part of my family. Now, backtracking a little bit, like I said, I had this validation as being a valid member of a team um, coming out of my teenage years and going into adulthood. And then when I left the church or left working for the church, I began to enter what would be, I guess, considered the entry-level workplace. And the validations that I had received in my past... Um, from part of the teams that I was a part of in the church quickly began to fade away because when you are in an entry-level position, perhaps you've heard of the term peon, but that's exactly what it is. You're the lowest of the low and your opinion doesn't matter and you aren't going to ask the question why and receive a good answer because most of the time the middle management doesn't care enough to even give you the answer or look for the answer if it's not completely evident to them in the first place. And so this led to a lot of, I won't say conflicts, but it led to issues with employment because questions that I had asked, not out of any sort of condescending nature or any sort of desire to change things, but from a desire to understand were quickly wiped away or looked at with disdain because they thought I was being condescending or thought that I was trying to change something about whatever. And in reality, I was really just trying to understand what was going on and what, why I was doing what I was doing for the company. Needless to say, and you could probably have seen this coming, it led to very sporadic employment for me. Honestly, looking back, that should have been one of the uh, symptom signs, I guess, of me having a mental illness or um, obtaining a mental illness. But again, it's weird because you don't necessarily just want to come out and say, yo, you have a problem. And so I don't hold any animosity or anything towards the people that I was in interaction with during those times that had to deal with my behavior and didn't find a space that was appropriate to bring it up to me in a way that was constructive and caring. But moving on, that did not allow me to take care of it because I wasn't aware of it. And I think that a lot of times the problems that we have that are bigger within ourselves are the ones that we subconsciously hide from ourselves or sweep under the rug and don't take care of. And so I want to be very clear because it's been apparent in my life and more so than even just words. I'm a quotes guy. I love quotes. Um, but the thing is, is that without action behind them, those quotes are just dead words. As much inspiration as you can find in a quote it means absolutely nothing unless that inspiration calls you to action. And the quote that I want to be very clear with here is that 
if you don't take care of your problems, your problems will take care of you. And that's exactly what they did. And so my employment became more and more sporadic. I started to get depressed, not just because of that, but because of the crumbling relationships and other aspects of my life. And that sent me down the slippery slope of depression that I had mentioned earlier. Now, here's the thing, though, is that that depression kind of compounded the bipolar tendencies because when confrontation would finally happen or I would be fired or there would be some sort of repercussion for whatever they thought my questions were, um, that would send me into, you know, a mood swing and bipolar actions and... My point here isn't that my actions were bipolar because I wasn't responsible for them, because I was. I'm responsible for my actions, and I take responsibility for that. My point is that the bipolar actions kind of snowballed with the depression, and it only made both sides of that spectrum worse. And the worse it got, the less likely I was to deal with any of it because the value that I saw in myself kept diminishing with each and every blow. Now, fast forward up to last year. I mentioned in previous podcasts that um, I moved home about a year ago because of my life situation and it was just spiraling out of control. And one of the reasons that I did that was to kind of regain focus and regain stability and structure within my life. Now, part of the issue is that in trying to deal with that or trying to gain that stability, something went wrong. I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe it was inconsistency in method or mode of trying to fix the problem. Um, But the symptoms of bipolar depression became increasingly apparent over the course of this past year. Needless to say, without being able to conquer those demons that I've been facing, employment hasn't exactly been something that I have been able to acquire or maintain. And due to this, it has led me to feel like a failure quite a bit. Now you could find yourself on one of two sides of this argument. Either, yeah, I'm a failure, I just need to, you know, really focus and get out there and do it. Or you could find yourself on the other side and say, you know, you're not a failure, you have a lot of issues going on, there's chemical imbalances in your brain that cause you to think and react in certain ways that aren't necessarily something you would do if your levels were what we would consider normal in the health field. But regardless of which side you fall on, doesn't necessarily change my opinion of myself. And to be honest, it fluctuates between the two because there have been situations where it's been very evident that the issue has been my chemical imbalance. But then there have been other times where it hasn't been so clear, where there are, there have been situations where I've thought to myself, you just need to get out of bed, you just need to do it. Regardless of either side of that, one of the biggest pains for me has been the inability to give back to the people that have sacrificed for my well-being 
particularly over the course of the past few years that I've been struggling with this. And definitely one of, if not the biggest influences or person who's, who has made sacrifices probably in ways that I'm not even aware of for that very purpose, my well-being, is my mother. And so the past week has been a struggle because as it's gotten closer and closer, I've realized yet again for another year I have not found myself or put myself in a position where I can give back to her in a way that seems anywhere near sufficient for what she has done for me. And isn't that the point of Mother's Day, to honor the sacrifice and the lives that they've lived so that we could live the lives that we live. Now, oftentimes in the past, one of the defense mechanisms that I have been prone to has been like ruining things so that there's no expectation, if that makes any sense. And I felt myself doing this this past weekend. There was a situation where her and I communicated in a way that wasn't exactly the most healthy. In the middle of Walmart, threw me into a mood swing. I ended up walking home. And as I sat there just fuming angry about this situation, I thought to myself... Why am I doing this? Why do I feel this way? Why is this small thing affecting me so greatly? And I realized I was doing it again. I was kind of pushing her away so that when that day came, there would be no expectation and therefore no disappointment. And then I began to realize that the way that I was acting was probably causing her some disappointment. And that's where mental illness kind of really mind fucks people. And I've said this before in past episodes, a lot of the times mental illness doesn't come in the form of like complete psychosis where you're off your rocker and have no grip of reality. Oftentimes what happens is there's a slight distortion in our perspective which can trigger different chemicals in our brain and, if imbalanced, may result in us acting irrationally or acting in a way that we normally wouldn't. And so this is kind of where I want to close off on this. Because what happened at the end of the story was A friend of mine actually helped me to purchase a couple of gifts for my mother on Mother's Day. And the way that she responded to this was um, beyond what the level of the gift was, if that makes sense. Like, she was very adamant that she appreciated what I had done for her in a way that kind of superseded... um, what the gift was worth, I guess. And it made me realize that that's what she deserves honor for. And that's what mothers do. Is they are constantly more concerned with their children than they are with themselves. And she knew that 
I was going through a lot mentally. She may have not known the exact reason as to why, but she wanted me to know that everything was okay. And that the real gift, at least to her, was that I was okay. And so my goal for next year, and if you're listening to this, I hope that you hold me accountable, because again, that's one of the reasons that I'm trying to live my life a little bit more publicly is for the accountability. My goal is that in the next year, I will do my best to be my best for her. Because that's what she wants. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you've been going through a lot. Maybe Mother's Day is a particularly tough subject for you for one reason or another. Perhaps it's a situation where your mother is no longer with us. Um, But what I do know is that your mother wants the best for you. And the best thing that you can give her isn't necessarily a card or some flowers or chocolate or whatever. The best gift that you can give to your mother is being the best version of yourself. What I've learned this past Mother's Day in my selfishness is her selflessness. And in that, love that is unconditional. Love that validates despite my failures. Love that inspires me to be the person that I am meant to be. Not just for myself, but for her. My name's Gabe Bryan. This has been The Gift of Gab. Stay inspired, and you will find what you're looking for. Oh my gosh, you made it to the end. Way to go. I knew you could do it. <laughs> Thanks for checking out The Gift of Gab podcast. New episodes are every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you want more Gabe Bryan content, check me out on YouTube on Wednesdays and Saturdays. If you'd like to follow me on my journey, let's connect on social media. My username is at GayBrianTheGuru on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat.